Welcome back to Two Dudes and a Pint. I'm the Pint. I'm Angel. And Ian has decided to fuck off for this week, so it's just us two. Hey. Shooting the shit, having some drinks. Hell yeah. Doing as ones do. No. Yep. Alright, so I'd like to thank our sponsors real quick at JR City and uh, Bruce Gardner's Insurance. LLC. Yep. That's important. It's not, though. But it is. It's an official business. Yeah, no shit's an official business. He's an insurance agent, guy. Yeah. What's up with you and, like, this obsession Why? Because, with the LLC? Why? Because I know what it means and I'm proud of myself. Do you know what it means? Uh, eliminate, uh... To our astute listeners, you would remember it from our illustrious ad from the friendly neighborhood pint, not, my, not me, myself. There's multiple pints running around this place. You gotta get the friendly neighborhood ones, because those gang ones, they don't fuck around. Oh, they gang God, Jesus Christ, man. Them gangbanging pints. Yeah. But not to diverge. What does it stand for? Huh? What does it stand for, Angel? It's a limited something, a corporation, no, not a corporation, like company or something like that. It's something or something. Okay, well, because... See, here's the thing. Because it's not important, I do not... Plan to like memorize what the fuck it means because I get to zero. I get to what the fuck it means. And I remembered from my economics class back in high school, so many years ago. I didn't take economics in high school. I took a economics class in a um summer school. To any of so our can... listeners right now, do yourselves a favor, take an economics class. It's essentially how to pay your bills one hundred and one. I took a uh, economics class in a uh, summer school, which bas- which was basically, hey guys, let's him have barbecues and watch Wolf of Wall Street. <sighs> Quick shout out to uh, and one sports spandex socks. Those socks are pretty legit. No, for... no shout out for and one. They don't sponsor us. Go fuck yourself. But they have my. The, but go fuck the, yourself. They're they my favorite sock. Us. They can go fuck themselves until they sponsor us. God damn it. Nah. I'm so shout him out on your shout him out your own fucking time. And here we are in my own time. This is not your own time. Bam, I literally just this got podcast off of work. This is my own time. This podcast time. You're just lucky I'm wearing pants for this affair. Mm. I don't know why. I'm not wearing a shirt. For those of you guys who can't see us, which is all you guys because we don't fucking take videos, I'm Ex- not wearing except a shirt. For that one time. Yeah. Except for that one time at that one day, but we want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. For those who know, you know. Hey, what's up? <laughs> for those who don't know, we, uh, me and Angel here often hang out, watching TV, playing video games, doing dumb shit, and more often than not, he's shirtless and I'm pantsless. Don't ask why, it just happens. Nope. And we only just realized this about a week ago, mm-hmm. and now we just can't stop acknowledging it. Yeah. Because it feels less gay that way. Speaking about you feeling gay... Consent, guy. No, consent. Consent. Under the first talking point. Yeah. Right. Segways be fucking damn. Consent. Don't fuck around without fucking consent. Yep, 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 yep. Do you guys know this fucking consent app? Okay. Like, okay. holy shit, this is fucking consent app. We made this realization, what, yesterday? Yeah. We were just watching Netflix. Daybreakers, great show, would recommend. That's about as far as we're going to go into it right now. But they just casually mentioned a consent app, and we looked at each other, and I was like, there's no way this is real. And, well, it's a legit thing. Yep, I downloaded it. It's a consent slash NDA. What? Like, hey, don't talk about my penis. (laughs) Hey, don't talk about my penis. (laughs) 
Like, and um, so uh, upon looking into it, they take all that information that, or whoever first initiates the app contact, mm -hmm. they generate the forms, yeah. and they digitally uh, both parties digitally sign it. Like the person who signs it on their side, texts it to the other person. They sign it, and the app stores it in their servers, and only to be like looked upon if needed for trials. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's what's the only thing that sucks is that you uh you only get three free credits and then you gotta pay for the rest. Okay, but no, okay, yeah. so uh -huh, did you look at what the price was? I did not look at what the price was. Okay, so now here's let's pose this pose the question because we also don't know ourselves. How much would you be willing to pay for that piece at mind? Hmm. Claim rate, but let it go out to like say that it's bullshit. Do you think they should like, you know, uh be like, oh, no, for that. They should be, and they are. It's called yes. fraud. Uh huh. Uh huh. Although, um, the only problem with that is, sure, the other person gets charged with fraud, and that's more of like a blue collar kind of crime, and that's like, something you're gonna be doing a hard time for, just heavy fines and maybe a quick little stint. Yeah. But the main problem is just the again the fact that the allegations alone are so detrimental, and everybody always not to pick a side, not to pick a side because I don't even pick a side in sexuality, but. Whenever somebody goes out and calls rape, it's always everybody goes running to the girl's side. Oh, all well, you're right, is everything all right? Yada yada, and it's just it sets them up for way too easy of an advantage. What happened to innocent until proven guilty? Um, no privilege. No. This is our privilege, guy. That's our privilege for our lives to be ruined for somebody to call when somebody runs out calling sexual assault. Yep. Yep. Part of my privilege. But hey, we make like what fifteen cents more. Ah. Percent, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, uh, Bo Blur's got a good joke about it. Like, why do we get paid more? Because if the building burns down, I gotta wait for all the women standing and children standing right down just to go, Can you hurry up, ma'am? Come on. I need to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like there should be some sort of, like, just, I guess, general social reform in the, that needs to take place in the world. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of old, outdated policies that really just aren't needed. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, for example, why is it only the woman gets maternity leave when, like, somebody has two consenting adults go out and decide they want to have a kid? So, obviously, I get it because she's going through labor, pregnancy, and all that. But, like, I know a number of people that worked through their pregnancies and only took, like, a three-day break to give birth and then hop right back into work. Absolute tanks. Just let me just say. Uh, but regardless, um, they still have the like option and right to a maternity leave. Like it is a valid leave, excuse to leave. But because of this, why isn't the guys don't get the same opportunity? Like even just a two or three like days out of a legally excused from work to you know spend time with your newborn child mm -hmm. to I don't know encourage you to not be a piece of shit father. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not like the whole three weeks that woman get or whatever it is, I can't remember off the top of my head. But even just like guys get three to four days. But why is it? Why is it that men are the only ones that get drafted when women are always going on and on about how they're just as capable as men? And there are multiple women who join the military. No problem. No issue. Be careful, you get the feminist fist now. We're, we're training to here we are. I'm talking about true feminism here. Equal Jesus. rights for everyone. Why oh, yeah. is it I can't bitch slap a motherfucker as much as I can bitch slap a bitch? All I'm saying is one I'm is not... a lot less okay than the other. I feel like we talked about this a couple episodes ago. How I would never hit a woman if I slap the share of a fucking bitch. Mm -hmm. 
Everybody's a bitch, in my opinion. Myself. Even myself. I'm a bitch. A bitch extraordinaire, if you will. But regardless, if I want to slap a bitch, I'm going to slap a bitch. And why should it matter if a bitch is a bitch or not a bitch? Sorry to be using bitches as a, uh, as a another term for woman, but, you know, everybody's a bitch, and bitches be bitches. And I would know, because, you know, game recognizes game. Wait, were we supposed to talk about consent? Yeah, I know, that's kind of <laughs> Now we're talking yeah. about true feminism. Now we're talking about true feminism. I, believe, I also believe in party for all, but true, true equality. You know what I mean? And, okay, so I obviously get it. There are physical limitations between men and women. Mm-hmm. But why don't we... Again, there are, like, ways to handicap these differences. Let's take early France, for example. Oh, there was a Jesus marital <laughs> dispute in medieval France. You know what happened? The guy was buried to his knees and the woman was given a stick. And they fought. Mind you, to the yield, not to the death or anything wild like that. This is France we're talking about. First one to the fight, the fight to the white flag. French, is <laughs> the fight to the French flag. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Fight for the French flag. Wow, the alliteration is so nice. But uh, anyways, regardless, there are ways of like limiting these sort of things. I know those who are still in high school have to go through like the uh, I can't remember what it is, but like the fitness presidential fitness exams. That's what they are. The criteria is for the men and women are always different. Like women just have to do less and like sure that's the thing. But like, come on, this is just science, science. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bitch, science, the rules. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Whatever happened to Bill Nye the Science Guy, guy? Right, uh, dude, you can actually watch full episodes of Bill Nye the Science Guy on YouTube he's got, for free. He's got an adult show now, doesn't he? Uh, oh, Bill Nye Saves the World. Yes. Yes. yes, 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 yes Bill Nye yes. the Science Guy, but for the same target audience, but at a different time frame. Ah, fair, fair, fair. I don't know how he feels about the consent app. <laughs> we need to get Bill Nye the Science Guy on this show. Talking about consent. <laughs> And his thoughts on the consent uh, and true feminism, because now yeah. they go hand in hand. Now they go hand in hand. Now they're just hand in hand. Okay, so uh, um, quick question. How exactly detailed is the uh, consent thing? Is it like is it a specific we're talking like fifty shades of gray level like detail? It's like, okay, this is the consent form. Please check all the boxes with things you are comfortable so, with. Put an X in boxes of things you might be comfortable what with. What is his um it's a consent form, and then the line says I, and then you have to click on it, and then print your name. Okay? Okay. And then it says, on this date, and then you have to type in the date. It says, um, I, on this date, uh, fucking, uh, consent to having sexual relation, relations with so-and-so, and then it has your name on there and all that. And then it talks about all that, and then I'll... It's all, and then it gets the NDA part, which is fucking wild. I, well, we're not fucking publicly talk about like this, this, and this, which like, you well, know, what, what exactly is, is this, this, and this? The length, the width, and color of someone's so length, penis. width, height, color, <laughs> volume, nor the weird freckle on the left side. Um, yeah, it's an NDA. It's a consent form. Shit's wild. And then at the end of it, you have to physically sign it on the phone, and then you get sent a copy. Fairly professional. I feel like we could start our own consent app. But now, hear me out. It's an even more detailed list of, like, not only is it the consent, like, you know, the standard consent list, but it's also got a checkbox of things that are okay and not okay. Things that are okay and not okay? Like toys. Like, like toys. Like toys. Are you, are you okay about- with a dough, though? Are you okay with a flashlight? Anal beads? 
anal beads. Remember, she's not a lawnmower. Doesn't matter what the fuck Ian says. All I'm saying is if you want to go to town on somebody's ass with a thing of anal beads, just try them for yourself once so you know what it's like on the other side. Keeps you humble. I'm, I'm good. I'm good on that guy. So you might you, just stay straight away from the anal beads. Huh? Stray away from the anal beads. Stray away from the anal beads. That sounds like a prolapsed anal anus wedding now. <laughs> oh, you think I'm kidding? How do you feel about bringing toys into the bedroom? Again, as long as it's talked about beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say go for it. Yeah, maybe you surprise them with dental. Yeah, no, no. Never surprise somebody with a dildo. No. Unless, I guess, you have that kind of relationship. And then you do you. More power to you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm all. I don't think you should be on this podcast. If you're in that kind of relationship, send us an email. Send us an email. Hey, surprise, Silo. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, Silo. <laughs> you want to talk about the MP dildo? The MP dildo? The one that got passed around from car to car to car? Ah, yes. Okay. So, <laughs> and back when we were in college at our dorm, the dorm that I stayed at in particular, he's Angel here stayed at different group of dorms but in my little area we had a game and it was called pass the dildo where there's a sex mark just like around the block from the college and so somebody went there and bought this bright big old 13 inch bright pink dildo and had the suction cup on it and it was silicone and if uh, you got the uh, suction cup wet nobody licked it it was licked once when it was first bought but then after like it fell off the first car nobody wanted to lick it after that but regardless this thing stuck just about anything. Like I'm this bitch damn if you throw it hard enough and you get it to hit the suction cup, this bitch could stick to a concrete wall. But so um we used to like stick it on the back of everybody's cars. And I remember one day in particular, me waking up at like, I don't know, three o'clock in the afternoon, working thirds, pretty chill life. And I gotta roll out to Walmart before class. And I remember hopping to my car, going all the way down to Walmart, which is like a like, ten minute drive through town. And as I pull up and I walk around my vehicle to go to the doors because I was kind of like, the way I was parked, I see this bright pink bulbous dildo sitting in my back windshield. I was driving like a minivan at the time. So it was right there in the back windshield. I didn't even see that shit. <laughs> and so I'm just kind of like almost a little bit mad at myself for the most part because like I didn't even notice it. I had walked past it completely on my way out from the dorm to my car. As I pull it off, I'm trying to think what to do with this, not inconspicuously, in a way that's not like obvious that I'm putting a dildo in my vehicle. And then I look over, and about two parking lanes down, I see my buddy Colton's truck. And I just know what's about to go down. And so I take this thing, and I put it right as back with you. And his truck has the um, two big ass fucking toolbox, there's like aluminum boxes yeah. on the side, either side of the bed, running in between the uh, front and rear wheels. Okay, okay. And so it was kind of like raised up on the sides. And so I stuck it right there in between them so you couldn't see it on the ground around the truck, only when you're in it looking in the rear view. Yeah. And then I just kind of like went to Walmart and did my stuff. I was really hoping he would have left before I did, but I wound up getting out of Walmart before he did. So I went, got back to the dorm, and about an hour goes by, and I'm out in the little patio area of NP, and I'm just smoking a cigarette, hanging out, having to show that. And my buddy Colin, he rolls up, and he gets out of his truck. He parks it like, nothing's wrong. There's a big old parking lot right in front of, like, it's kind of like a chicken coop, almost, the way the dorms are set up. One big, large building that's split up into multiple smaller buildings. But, uh, 
he pulls right into the front of the ba uh, the main parking area, and I see this dildo still on his back windshield, and I'm like, hey, Colin, I, I, I like your uh, new accessory, and he turns around, he's looking at his bumper, like, what, you, what, what are you talking about, fam? And I'm like, nah, nah, on your windshield, and then he, like, uh, drifts his gaze six inches up to his back windshield, because he was, like, by his tailgate, and he sees the bright pink dildo. In which case, I just, this money Colin's the whitest white boy I've ever seen from South Carolina. And for a guy being gone south, like, he's whitest boy boy that I know. But regardless, he, cool people. Uh, I just see this man's face turn entirely pink. <laughs> and just red. And uh, he was so pissed. He goes, he was like, starts just like, not necessarily yelling at me, but just ranting. The pickets are lit! <laughs> <laughs> He was just ranting to me about, like, I was running around town, I went to pick up weed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself, and, like, I have to know, because I'm thinking to myself, did he go to, like, pick up before or after Walmart? And so without even thinking about it, I ask. And he quite casually answers after Walmart, and then he stops. Then the sentence. <laughs> and I can just see the gears turning in his brain, and everything's kind of, like, Clicking into place, and he's like, "Wait a second! How did you know I was at Walmart?" And uh, thinking on my feet, I was just kind of like, "Oh, uh, Snapchat." You ever try to get you back? But uh, yeah, so I just kind of casually uh, respond back, "Oh, uh, Snapchat Maps," and he was like, "Oh, okay, totally like accepting it." And it wasn't until uh, two days later that I asked to add him on Snapchat. Mind you, I specifically waited two days, into which I knew he had thoroughly passed it off to somebody else. It is well out of their head. His reach, ideally. No Snapchat maps. I'm not a big fan of Snapchat maps. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but mo my my maps are always in uh like off. You know what I mean? I don't even have uh my location shared to Snapchat. Dude, I don't even have my location on on my phone. Oh no! That's like not every time. That's not true. Huh? You ever like search for something around you or use Google Maps? So. Location. No, uh, what I do is, I don't know if you Even know, if you turn off, like, every single you, app that, even if you turn off every single app that requires you to have location, it's still sending out your location to a satellite, perpetually. There's no apps quite from that, but Google is. Google stores all that. No, uh, every time I This sounds like a conspiracy, but, like, it's just for, you know, more enhanced Google Maps and better detailed search results. I don't know if you know this, but every time I get on, uh, Google and all that, I don't search near me, I search, and then I... I put like close as this in this town. That's because when Google asked me, "Hey, may I have your location?" I was like, "Nope." <laughs> yeah. And they already got it, whether you want them to or not. Yeah. You can try your hardest to avoid it, but unless you're going through something like uh tor the torrent servers or the Onion, uh huh, you know, dark web stuff. Yeah. Because that gets bounced between multiple servers before it goes like out. Each one can only talk to. Each one server can only talk to two other servers, all connected in one great big network, constantly bouncing and sending re relaying messages to and fro. So by the time it goes gets bit out the other end, there's no way to like, possibly tell what country or area something was posted from. Mm -hmm. So remember, kids, privacy be damned. Yep. Yeah. And unless you want to hop on the dark web, but yeah. even then, it's still kind of iffy. Yeah. Do your own research. Yep. Yep. It's not that I'm afraid of, like, Google having it. I just don't want, like, regular-ass people knowing where the fuck I'm at all the time. 
me like constantly going out oh. for the quest for booty. There's a couple people who can't have my fucking location. I don't do the thing. Yeah, yeah, you, no, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, ask me about quest for booty. What's the dumbest shit you've done for the booty? Dumbest shit I've ever done for the booty. Yeah. You know, we were actually talking about this earlier, and like, it, it's a dumb one. I wasn't sure know. if it's the dumbest, but it's definitely up there in the single digits. Is that right? Yeah, no. So, um, back when I was in high school, I did track and field. And I remember one year, there just wasn't enough people to do the men's steeplechase. Which I'm not sure if anybody here is familiar with what a steeplechase is, but it involves like 20 some odd laps around a track. And there are four three foot tall wooden walls that you have to jump over. And behind one of them is a huge ass pit of cold water that if you have, you gotta try and clear it most every time and try to get like further out because it's slanted on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So, like, the further you can jump out to it, the faster you can like get out of it and keep going. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, and also if you get your, if you wear socks to the ship, it's gonna get real bad because so- your socks will absorb all the water and make your feet really heavy. So you don't wear socks? Oh no, I learned that the hard way. <laughs> oh god! I wear socks like an idiot. Mm. But uh, yeah, no. So, anyways, I did track and field mainly for one reason. That's for dead ass. The second reason is fucking around with my friends. But like, you know, being a bisexual individual and seeing a bunch of people in track shorts. And I mean a bunch of people. Like, I'm talking in almost, like, they're a little bit over the like, quadruple digits here of just people in track shorts. And for my school in particular, because, like, a lot of schools have newer, updated uniforms that have, like, regular shorts, and they look pretty cool. But my school, now nah, we had the Magic Mike booty shorts. We were, like, <laughs> the entire fucking, my entire fucking school's team were looking bootylicious in our like, booty <laughs> shorts. And let me tell you, like, it's really hard to hide a boner in those, but I got really good at it. <laughs> the key, spandex. Spandex. Compression shorts or um, leggings, which really helped. Oh. Here we go. All right, so anyways, I was a thrower. I only did shot and disc for track, uh-huh. which is, you know, probably to facilitate the fucking run with my, friend, with my friends portion. But also, like, a lot of, for those who don't know, track meets are a lot of, like, hurry up to your event and wait, and wait for you to go. And so it's a lot of just sitting around and shooting the shit and whatnot. Yeah. Especially once you finish all your events and then you gotta like wait for the entire meet to be over. So it's a lot of time to just like sit around and stare at that ass. But regardless, there was uh, not enough people to do the steeplechase for uh, my school. I was only modified at the time. And there wasn't enough for the modified guys. And so I was like, I, stupidly thinking, oh, yeah. guys and girls do their steeplechase at the same time because it's such a long event. Like, it took me 40 minutes to complete. Mind you, I was second to last. <laughs> and almost dead inside because I smoked heavily and just, you know, genuinely wasn't much of a runner. Plus, I have a heart birth defect. Oxygenated blood doesn't go through my body as fast as other people. So I was, like, I felt like I was going to die. And we're getting, we're starting this thing. And, of course, you know, I was going to do it for, like, I didn't care about a dead last. But if I got to stare at, you know, everybody's ass and not, mind you, Distant runners have some of the most toned-looking, magnificent asses out there. All that running, it really helps. Yeah, it's almost like they're almost working. It's almost like they're always working on the glutes or something. Yeah, like that. you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, forty minutes behind fucking sixteen other distance runners. Obviously, I'm not a distance runner, but I was able to like keep up close enough to like get a good view yeah. for the most of it, for the very least. For the most of it. Yeah. And, like, I'm not sure if you know about track shorts. They have, like, this interior little, like, underwear-esque material, like, briefs. 
on the inside of them, kind of like swim trunks. And the problem with these is when you're running for long periods of time, they tend to ride up and like oh. bunch up in between your legs. And for guys, it's really bad because the like bones is all right between your balls and your taint. Oh, horrendous! But you know, that's why I always wear compression shorts or like spandex leggings. So as you're running and like you're just the, the longer you keep at it, the more and more ass you saw. And like not to mention, there was uh, a couple people who didn't have their shorts like fully tied and like tied. And they slept in the pool, and the shorts fell down. I almost stopped dead in my tracks because I had to collect my jaw off the ground. <laughs> like, I swear to God, it was some shit out of an anime. Like, blood starts, like, nose starts bleeding, jaws on the ground, I'm inhaling a bunch of water. <laughs> Good time overall. Like, not to mention those uh, thin track journeys became incredibly see through. Mm-hmm. Over, but again, distance running. It was like 20-something laps around a field. That's almost five miles. Of, and, like, plus the jumping of the walls. And the wall, you have to clear the pit. It was a very straining, exhaustious task. But, you know, overall, four and a half out of ten. Would try again. Would try again? <laughs> Would try again. The risk was definitely, like, the risk and the reward were definitely proportional. But, like, that risk, though. Nowadays, you wouldn't catch my happy ass uh, running unless something's about to explode or somebody's about to get arrested. Hey guys, Friendly Neighborhood Pint speaking here. Are you tired of wasting your beer money on your goddamn car insurance like a fool? Well, stop doing that. That's stupid. Call Bruce Gardner Insurance Group, LLC, today. That's Limited Liability Corporation. Contact Kale at 216-407-4876 today. That was 216-407-4876. Call them today for some pretty damn good rates. Homie's got you with the hookup. I did improv for all four years of high school solely for the quest for booty. So the way it started is that this girl who I was talking to at the time, we'll call her, um, we'll call her Michelle, okay? Uh-huh. So she was, uh, there was ads all over school about, oh, brand new improv troupe, school starting an improv troupe. And she was one of those like drama girls, you know, drama geeks. And all that, so she was like, "Oh, I'm thinking about joining you. You should come with me for the auditions and all that shit." And I was like, "Yeah, I can do that." So as soon as that football practice ended, I went all the way over there. I met her. Think, think of this, all right? This is freshman, sweaty ass, 400 pound me in the middle of a fucking room with like a bunch of drama geeks and her. And she's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna audition all that shit." She fucking sucked. I don't want to be an asshole, but she was not good at all. I'm standing there, and all that, and then um, and uh, we got put into two separate groups. So I'm watching her perform and all that shit. I'm thinking, wow, she's terrible, <laughs> you know. But but she's cute and she's got a booty. So like she'll like look at me for confirmation every once in a while. I just be like, yeah, uh huh, smile, thumbs up, <laughs> nods head. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no. My I'm really group. enthusiastically cheering when every time like people are clapping. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, my group would go up, and uh, I was like, "Damn, I'm up here. Might as well do some shit." So I was like, just fucking around, not even fucking trying, you know? Cause I didn't give a fuck about improv. You know what I mean? Like two weeks later, she's all like, "Oh, upset. she's like, oh, I didn't make the team and all that." Yeah, I guess I won't see you at practice. And I was like, "What?" And she was like, yeah, you made the team. 
And I was like, no, what? <laughs> and she showed me this list, how I made the fucking team. And I was like, guess I'm on the improv troupe now. Yeah. However, I did get credit for being on the improv troupe. Like I was in, you know how you get credit for being in the sport? Mm. You get credit for also being on the improv troupe. It was dope as fuck. So I stayed all four years. Hells yeah, hells yeah. Uh, yeah. My school never had anything like that. It was a pretty small like town and area. No, like I said, this was uh them just starting it. Like I was um I was a member the first year they had it. Mm-hmm. I was one of the original members. Yeah. It's pretty Fun wild. fact, I was the president of my library club. Oh yeah, so you can get fucking uh Yeah, so I decided what books we had in the library, what new books we brought in. It was because um our librarian, Mrs. Finotti, she was, I'm not going to say lazy at her job, but she put a lot of faith in her students and her student council. Because, like, there's um the way that New York is set up and all that, where I went to high school, there was essentially, like, no state uh, or no, like, school department could do anything with the money that they acquire without student, direct student input. So, like, the students themselves had decided, like, what, get, what departments spend their money on. Between like votes and like so each like department like the music club there's the music club library club art club so like it, there's just, like for all that stuff they all had like their own clubs for direct student input mainly so like but Mrs. Finotti the librarian put a lot of faith in her student council and me in particular and so I uh, was the reason that we got a lot of books in our library manga included like I'm the sole reason why we not my library now has a manga section remember kids married for money love is finite. <laughs> Love is fine, and, I, and at least when the money runs out, you have fun spending it. Right? Yeah. But no, yeah, the, the whole thing about me spending the... No, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Thing. Nah. But, uh, <laughs> it was mainly because, like, afterwards, during the pillow talk, I just began to be like, hey, let me see the meeting notes. And then after you arrange it, it was pretty exclusive, too. Like, you had to know people to get in. You went to hang out in the library during your lunch, you had to know people. You had to get the right passes. Because the library would, um, if you wanted to go to a library during a certain period, whether you're like during a free period or like a study hall, you had to stop there ahead of time, put your name down in like a log book for like what time you'd be going there and get a library pass, like preemptively in the beginning of the day. Mm-hmm. And so that way during when that period rolled around, you could give the teacher the like, library pass and go to the library for that period. And so like, if you wanted to go to the library for a period, you had to know people. That's what I loved about being a student aide in high school, is that I had a, um, access to all the slips. And I, more often than not, I write slips like for teachers and I want you to get students out, send them to the office and all that. So I like I had access to all these slips. And most of the time they're just be like, oh well, I guess like we don't have really shit for you to do. Just do your homework, walk around, do whatever the fuck you mm-hmm. want. And all that shit. So I used to write slips for like the girls who I were talking to and shit. And then I also had keys to most of the classrooms and shit. So like I'd find the classroom that I knew was fucking empty. Like there was a classroom where I knew there was a Classroom where I knew the teacher didn't have a uh, sixth period. That was his like work period, so he just like kind of went home and worked from home and shit. So like more often than not, I'd go to like his classroom, you know, and just like bang the shit out of these chicks in the middle of class. Like I walk into like this girl's Spanish class, with, like I said, like I need to pull her out. They look, they look for the office, like damn, she's been in the office like five times this week. Like I wonder what's going on, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Man. I just bring the slips. Yeah, no. So um. I was essentially the person that ran the uh, library uh, permission slip thing. Mm-hmm. Because, all right, so I had got bought, purchased 
a the exact same book that Mrs. Finotti was using for the library passes, for like the log thing. And so there'd be the one in the library that people would fill out if you had like academic reasons you need to be in the library for like that sort of shit. But then I had the one on my person that I'd be using to like fill shit out for my friends. Like they'd come up to me like beginning of the day or like even just give me a period notice. I remember uh, one time. Because, like I said, like if I wanted to sign someone's purchase slip like before, like they could actually use it, I'd have to go up to the library and like actually like correct my or compare my book with the actual book to like fill in all the information. And also like not to mention because I was in the library pretty much every other period, if I saw somebody's name in the book that I didn't like, their name got erased. And my school had like a number of like they were kind of teachers, but they're more of like teacher aides mm-hmm. because like they didn't really teach any particular subject, but they just kind of like floated throughout the school wherever they were needed. And there's a one, Mrs. Ahara, and she was, well, kind of, like, not fully collected, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And so, like, things slip by her pretty easily. But uh, in particular, if your name wasn't in the book, when she, when you front of the she'd be like, I'm sorry, your name's not in the book. I can't help you go back to class. Mm-hmm. she turned them down. And because, like, Mrs. Ahara was the kind of person, like, she didn't really know what was going on, but she stuck to her guns. Yeah. If she thought she was right, she was right, goddammit. <laughs> Whether I made her think so or not, uh, have you ever paid, played uh, yard darts out of a third-story window? Yard darts out of a third-story You know those things that are, like, mainly banned in, like, America because, like, they're most of the original design. Because it was just, like, darts, but they're scaled up about ten times the size. And there's hoops that you place out in the grass and you throw them straight up in the air to, like, get them in the hoop. I have not. No, they're outlawed because, you know, they were essentially ballistics. Mm-hmm. You know, they were very heavy because they had to stick in the dirt. But regardless, we played a yard darts from the third story library windows in the front yard of the school. You had a third story library? Yeah, no, we had no, we had a three. Our high school was just one big three story building, and the library was in the third story. Oh, okay. She was the one that like normally like, gravitated towards the library. And yeah, so, I, I had an outdoors high school. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You had multiple buildings and all that fun stuff. Yeah. No, my school was kind of like just one big building. It was like a big horseshoe shape. But anyways, yeah, we had somebody went in the yard and they took, you know, like that yard marking paint. Somebody went to Lowe's during the free period, bought a can of that, went into the front yard, sprayed a circle, put a hula hoop inside of a circle, and then sprayed a smaller circle inside the hula hoop. And then we were just throwing hacky sacks out <laughs> the window. That went on for about, like, almost the entire period before Mr. Drew and the, like, not necessarily principal, but, like, disciplinary counselor. He was the guidance counselor that you had to talk to if you were in trouble, not if you needed help. So, like, if you had, like, work and shit, you know, he was the guidance counselor, but, like, he, he found that out. Man, the, Ethan Williams, um, let me just say, what a guy. He was the dude down below, like, mediating, sending, like, messages on via Facebook, like, what, where it landed. And, like, Mr. Drone was the one that, like, bitched him, and, like, he didn't write anybody out, took all the hate. Like, what a, what a bro. It was mainly his idea, too, so, like, he kind of, like, felt like he had to take credit for it. Or take the fall for it, take credit for it. Yeah, take credit for it, take the fall for it. Yeah, yeah. Take the tomato. Yeah, he was like the old farm boy. Played mm-hmm. soccer for the longest time, but then like he got scattered for our football team. Now he's a kick. Now then he became the kicker. Dude, the that same happened, that happens the same shit with our fucking kicker. No, guy. okay, no, yeah, dude, it happens all the time. Soccer yeah, players yeah, 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 yeah. in football, but um, our Ethan, this dude literally kicked the football so hard it hit uh Zach Stewart in the helmet, like on the side of it, like on the side of the face guard. And it twisted his helmet 180 degrees around, ripped the chin strap, and gave this dude a concussion. I don't know talking about this. In, in the helmet. Uh, no, regardless, uh, he, nobody fucked with Ethan. I remember, so we had a coach, 
They used to park on the side of the field, like right next to the fucking football field. I remember when uh, our kicker, let's call him Billy, okay? Mm-hmm. Our kicker Billy, like first, like started kicking and shit. He uh kicked. There was a uh, PAT, right? He kicked it, but the shit was like so off. It hit the side of his fucking car, and we just hear his alarm go off, and the coach looks at him, he's like, "Hey, dipshit, that way." <laughs> <laughs> For uh, my high school sophomore year during sectionals. Just as one quick story we find us. But uh, for Discus, this kid, he was like, he held multiple state records. And we were over at the um, JT school district. And their Discus pit was kind of set up weird. And so, like, the way the vectors were, they kind of intersected with a parking lot. Mm-hmm. And there was one. So, theoretically. Big mistake. Yeah, no, big mistake. Jesus but Christ. Theoretically, like, money, this shit was like yeah. fucking 250 feet out, like almost 300 feet away from the Discus pit. So theoretically, you can get discus there, and it'll still be inbound and count. But also, you know, theoretically, also impossible. Because mm-hmm. no, like, average high schooler is going to do that. Well, anyways, this kid rolls up, and he's proving everybody wrong. And, like, before he throws, he tells the official, he's like, hey, um, you might want to tell those people to move their cars. And it's like, oh, no, you don't have to worry about that. That's 300 feet out, yada, yada. And he just kind of, like, tells them again. It's like, no, you really might want to tell them to move their cars. Okay. And he throws, and the first one hits the top of one car, like uh, uh, the top of the windshield, like where it meets the roof, uh-huh. and just really like spider webs out in the windshield. Bounces off that one, so they managed, like he managed to break two windshields with one throw. And so like afterwards, he just kind of like looks to the officials, and like I'm sitting right there next to the pit, I'm geeking the fuck out, I can't even breathe <laughs> because I just hear crash, think crash, mm-hmm. I'm geeking the fuck out, and I'm laughing so hard, and all I hear. In between my bits of laughter, is him look over to the official and goes, I told you. And he was a real scrawny, like, white kid, like, white, white, ghostly white kind of kid. You don't, you wouldn't think he had it, but it's I ridiculous remember. with this guy's just proper technique. It's just about 90% of it. I remember our coach, he, uh, we used to throw discus, like, on the offseason of football. And we used to use the football field because we had lines to measure, you know what I mean? Mm. So... <laughs> We'll be throwing discus before anything. Our co- I remember our coach's quote specifically. He's like, "If you make it to a quarter of the way there, you know you got you're doing pretty good. You make it halfway there, you're doing really good. And if you make if you make it through the field goal, I'm quitting my job right now and training you for the Olympics." <laughs> <laughs> my school for a shot put, right? Um, alongside the vectors, there was two trees that branches that intersected and made an X. At a yeah. perfect 45 degree angle from the pit, like where you should be throwing. So mm-hmm. I always told people, like, and I was just like, everybody in our school knew, like, that's where you aim when you're throwing, aim for the eggs. Yeah. And it takes a little while for like people to notice it, but once you notice it, you can never unsee it. So you always have that little advantage. I Anyways, mean, enough with this, like, high school bullshit. Let's get on some QAs. Some QAs? Let's get on some QAs. Now we got a few QAs. This is you, my guy. But, like, this is all you, my guy. <sighs> It's all you. Ah, it's so long, too. There's emojis. Skip to the next one. Fuck this, fan. Making us read a fucking book. Okay, okay. I like this one a little bit more. Last week, Ian talked about microdosing and acid. What's acid like? What does it do? How do I microdose it? I'm also struggling with keeping up with school and work, and I'm thinking I should try it. Thanks, dudes. Can't wait to hear more. Brandon. This is, like, what, a three-part question? Yeah. 
Okay. Okay, let's break First this down bit by bit. Okay, okay. so um, what is what is acid? What is acid like? Okay. Okay, so before we should talk about what it's like, let's talk about um acid or LSD. I can't remember what it actually stands for. Psychedelic. Yeah, psychedelic. Yes. And so there's a very keen distinction between psychedelics and hallucinogenic shrooms or magic mushrooms or hallucinogenic. They make you see stuff mm-hmm. and they make you well, um psychedelics make you feel stuff. It messes with your brain. Yeah. It messes with your mind, man. Yeah. But no, so um The best way to describe acid is a mood elevator. Okay, so um I heard that there was a Netflix documentary that I'd watched and they described it really well. It's like uh people meditate for so long trying to awaken their third eye and they're just staring at a brick wall for hours on it. Well acid is kinda of like grabbing a stepladder to like take a shortcut to this enlightenment and it just kind of like opens up your mind's eye to really just help you understand the world through different perspective yeah it changes the way you perceive reality and um so with that it also affects certain parts of your brain and like your um your vision your feet like uh, your nerves and also your sense of time so when you're high on acid it feels like you're high for a lot longer than you really are acid trips normally only last like 12 to 18, or if you're really unlucky like us, 24 hours. Oh, God, that fucking day? Wow. Jesus. Neither to those who are curious, I'm not sure if we talked about this before, but one day, me and Angel here, we did a little bit too much, too good of acid, and we're watching Steven Universe, and, well, we wound up finishing three seasons of Steven Universe and uh, the episodes that were out of Steven Universe Future. And the movie. And the movie, yes. Yeah. Also, we were high and didn't understand how, like, the TV worked, and we wound up, like, renting the episodes off of Amazon, only to find out we could have, like, pirated it for free if we used our other app. But regardless, we were stupid. But yeah, anyways, so... When he says pirate, we have a hack fire stick. Yeah, no, we, yeah we have a piracy. It's free. Piracy, yes. Remember, piracy is free. Well, I pay for what you can take. Come on. Ah. Pirate law, fam. Oh, yeah. What are they going to do, hang you? Every time he says that, you wouldn't download a car, would you? I'd be like, why? Is that an option? <laughs> how much uh, does it cost? Out of curiosity, 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 how does one such download a car? <laughs> okay, so we covered what does it do. How do I microdose it? Okay, so. This is a new question. Yes, okay, so I used to microdose acid fairly regularly. If I really wanted to abuse my, because of that whole, like, affecting your, um, the way that you perceive time, microdosing acid in very low scales can eventually essentially trick your body into thinking, hey, I'm not tired at all. This is nothing. And um, it also elevates your mood, so you don't get like that shitty feeling, like grouchiness when you're like sleeping or like, you know, exhausted. So it's a mood elevator. That being said, don't do acid if you're depressed as fuck. Oh yeah, no. Okay, you, so you will 100%. Because it, away, it affects out. the way that you perceive everything. It just essentially turns your mind into a mood. And if your mind doesn't like the movie that's being played, it tends to lash out. And more often than not, uh, if you do too much too often, and uh, more often than not, if you're drinking as well, don't ever do depressants while we're doing hallucinogenics. Or no, psychedelics, sorry. Mm-hmm. But don't don't ever drink while doing psychedelics because a dep- alcohol is a depressant. makes you sad, makes you sleepy, and then you throw acid into the mix, and now you're sad, sleepy, and, you know, on acid. Yeah. And so everything's different. And uh, that's what happens in this case. Is what's referred to as an eco death, where you just lose yourself. You forget who you are, what you are, what you are in the world, your place in the universe, who you are as a person. And um, I've eco death myself before. 
and it's not a fun experience. But for, for whatever reason, also your brain just tends to like project this ever like lasting image of death or impending doom when eco deathing. It's just wild. Like if you're a fan of true horror, might be the thing for you. I <laughs> all I'm saying is it can have its appeal if used right. Although, uh, 3 o'clock in the morning in a onesie and a cabin in the middle of the woods maybe wasn't the best place to eco-death. But that's a different story, if I haven't told that already. Also, also, may I just say, I just gotta add this one right here. Sex on acid, fucking phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Sex on acid, great. Would recommend, it's like everything times two. Yeah, 10 out of 10, we'll recommend. Uh, not 20 out of 10. 20 out of 10. <laughs> times two. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so with microdosing, how that works is when you do acid, and one hit of acid or a tab and a, or a microgram, yeah, which is like one thousandth of a gram. And when you cut up a tab of acid into ten different pieces, you now have one tenth of a microgram of acid. And so with that, you can, using the haircut theory, which is you can always do a little bit more, but you can never undo acid. Yeah. So like, if you ever do too much acid, you just got to wait the trip out. Because they, you know, you might as well kick back, enjoy the ride, and like settle in. But it, it's gonna be an experience, especially if you have to do stuff. So it, it practice safely before you try to go out in public with these strategies. When you're microdosing, just... you start with one little tenth of a microgram under your tongue with a regular tab of acid, and you just let it sit and absorb, and you wait an hour. If you're not feeling anything, you do another one, and you wait another hour. Just and say... you have to go onto a third. You, you know, you do the third, but this time you wait an hour and a half. Because sometimes when doing, like, acid and multiple rapid succession like that, it takes your body a little bit of time to, like, process. And so you got to give yourself time to, like, catch up and, like, give yourself an accurate gauging of where you're at. Yes. And I just say, be really careful. Make sure you don't take too much. There's nothing worse. I'm speaking from experience now. There's nothing worse of sitting in the middle of work and thinking, you know what? Maybe I did too much acid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, it's wild. And you're trying to read something and the words are dancing across the screen. Man, looking that to the floor and it's fucking moving like shit. <laughs> yep, but yeah, so. Scariest moment of my life. Test driving a vehicle at work and thinking, holy shit, I'm peeking. <laughs> 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 and okay, so if you're also struggling to keeping up with school and work and uh, you're thinking they should try it, the problem is it, it does increase efficiency and productivity. But it doesn't necessarily help you with your retention anyway. If you really want to go down the drug route, Adderall would be probably your best bet. That's more of a help you focus through your school kind of drug. Very common in colleges, but again, all things in moderation. Using a little chemical assistance is one thing, but if you start to rely on it as a crutch too heavily, it becomes your prosthetic. Next question. Okay, dudes. So I met this girl, and I want to go down on her. I don't have much experience in that department, and I was wondering if you have any tips or techniques. The Thanks fucking cam. The fucking hum. The fucking hum. We talked hum. about the hum before. Let's go over the hum again for okay. those who are just now tuning in. Sir, you probably don't want to listen to our shitty older episodes. I understand. <laughs> All right. So, us men, the the way the sex industry has boomed is phenomenal. It is wild. We cannot compete with all the toys that they make for women. That being said, we can imitate the toys. You, no matter how great you are for sex, you're never gonna defeat woman's best friend, which is her vibrator, which is where the hump comes in. 
What you're basically doing is you're simulating a vibrator on her clitoris as you're going down on her. Is it clitoris or clitoris? It's, well, it depends on which side of the pond you're on. Oh, yeah? Yeah, us Americans can call it clitoris because, you know, America. America. But it's, you know, technically the clitoris. The clitoris? Which is because the UK tends to be the, um, the founder and knower of all things science. The female yeah, micropenis, that's what we're calling it now. Not micropenis. No. That being said, so what you want to do, you're playing around with her, you know, you're having a little bit of fun. You start going down on her, all right? You get your tongue, and you do almost like a figure eight on your clitoris, okay? And then you put your lips on it, and what you're going to do, you're going to suck, but you don't hold the suck. Because think about this. As many nerves as you have on your penis, that's how many nerves is on a clitoris. You know, Oh, you know, finite, right? Fucking there. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So, you suck for, but like, for like a split second, and you put your lips on it, and as you're like playing with her, you know, because if you're not using fingers and mouths, you're doing it wrong, all right? As you're playing with her, you want to like hum. You want to make like a <laughs> with your lips. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was laughing because of you, but I was laughing because of that long one I didn't want to read, and I do want to read because this is... <sighs> This is very short. Do the hum. Are you having sex? Do you feel the heat? Or maybe you just like to beat your meat? Well, JR City has a music for you. He is an upcoming R&B artist slash rapper, and he's got the kind of music that you can pound, take her down, and bring her to town. Follow him on Instagram at AFC underscore city. Again, that's AFC underscore C-I-T-Y. Also, look him up on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever the fuck you get your music. Just look up J-A-Y-R city. Again, that's J-A-I-R C-I-T-Y. Game changer. Trust me. Okay, so the longer one that I skipped in because there's a lot of emojis and it was long and it was like they formatted it into paragraphs. I took your advice and I'm here to report back and it's not good. <laughs> so I decided to step out of my comfort zone and give my man some anal sex for his birthday. I probably prepared myself for the special occasion, bought lube, toys, a douche, flush up my booty hole, like you cow suggested. LOL. So boom, birthday night rolls around, fed my man real good. We're on that good smoke and alcohol, feeling right. Bay is, in the, bay is in the bed, can go. So I slip into the shower, get ready for my big moment. I take the warm water the warm water bottle and put it up my ass. A little comfortable, but not so bad. Shoulder shrug emoji. I give it several gentle squeezes, pull it out, and when I did, the top part was covered with shit. I'm kind of panicking. Like, is this normal? My yoni didn't mention this part. Then I feel it swirling in my asshole. Now I'm nervous and tingling. So I spread my butt cheeks and begin to push. All the warm water starts flowing back out. I'm like... Okay, okay. I'm crying and screaming, thinking I must have perforated my damn bowel. Bay coming bursting into the bathroom, pulls the curtain back, and I'm hunched over in this hot-ass shower with a tub full of doo-doo. And he's just standing there like, WTF, and I am boo-hoo crying. <laughs> okay, so I will fully apologize for this. Wait, I, that being said, we did say try to push out all you can. Yeah, no. you, Okay, so the thing you should have gone uh, done first is Gone to the bathroom. After yes. you know, before this even, do your own damn research. I'm just a drunk guy spouting nonsense of what comes off the top of my head. That being said, though, I don't even feel bad because I remember specifically saying, take a shit first. 
But no, okay, so I remember specifically saying research. There's like that's what I did. I just looked that shit up on Wiki How. But anyways, so you should have taken a shit first before the shower. I'm not trying to like chastise you or anything. I'm just like letting you know what you did wrong and also trying not to feel like a complete dumbass. Because I also forgot to mention when you go to like spell the water from your bowels, you need to be sitting on the toilet for this exact moment because you are taking a watery shit. So I do feel kind of bad for not mentioning that part. But again, a little bit of your own research would have helped. I apologize profusely, but this story is some gold. I want to have her on the podcast. <laughs> Please, email us again. Please, email us again if you want to be on uh, this podcast to like share your experience live. If you feel like talking with two random internet strangers. Nothing said. For that guy asking how to, like, you know, saying that he didn't have that that much experience and all that, and how to play around and all that, go on Pornhub and look up how to finger, how to, how to what's called you pussy. Dead ass, there's, like, whole-ass videos, like, showing you all these fucking moves. Trust them. They're the professionals. Ooh, ooh, we have a good, we have a good question here. So, uh, Angel, you're a pretty big fan of the Don't Breaks. The Hondo brakes? Yeah, the Hondas are the yeah, Hondo yeah, brake because yeah, the okay. Honda don't break. Okay, okay. What's There's a reason why like, people cut them shits out and race them. Yeah, okay. Because they okay. just don't break. Friend here, Kylie, has asked, posed the question, what's up, dudes? I drive a Honda Accord, and uh, you remember the 2-2? I remember the 2-2. Yep, yep. Okay, so you might have a little bit of experience in this. Drives a Honda Accord, and it seems that uh, my rims are always covered in brake dust. It looks janky. Is it because I drive like an idiot, or does everybody have to wipe off their rims once a day? She she breaks. She breaks. Well, if it's brake dust, uh, but it's wiping yeah. off too, so this is interesting. Yeah. Because like normally when that's like okay, so when your rims start to look dusty but it's orange, that's yeah. because you let your brakes sit on there too long and oh, yeah, metal up against the, the rotor, and metal sparks are flying on the inside of your rim every time you go to stop because it's metal on metal grinding. Yeah, and but she's obviously not. Yes, but she's it. obviously wiping it off, so I'm, it's not that. I'm thinking about like it's got to be like some cheap ass fucking brake material. Some cheap, cheap brakes. Some cheap, but, okay, cheap brake so, material. Oh, those are drum brakes, aren't they? Uh, is it on the front or the rear? They don't mention, but the two two had drums in the rear, didn't it? No, the two two had uh. Or was it calipers all around? It was calipers all around. It had uh, drum, oh, okay. it had uh, drum disc brakes in the rear. Oh, for the apartment. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the parking brake. Yeah. Kylie, inspect your parking brake. That's the first thing here. Make sure that's not, like, activated or stuck on in any way, shape, or form. Because the parking brake is just, like, a tiny, bitty, tiny supplementary brake to keep your car from rolling when you park on a slope. It's not meant to stop you in any sort of emergency situation. People call it e-brake. It's not an e-brake. One of my pet peeves. But regardless. Um, that yet yeah, that dust that you're seeing might be coming from the parking brake stuck on, even if it's just out of an adjustment and it's constantly rubbing on the inside of the rotor with the rotor drum combo, then that should would be sending a lot of brake dust everywhere. Mm-hmm. Hey dudes, love the show. So my dog has been doing this thing where I leave the house, she goes in the basement and poos. Just not a whole poo. It's like she couldn't she couldn't hold it. It will just be on a little pool, a protest poo. She's a rescue. I know she was a hoarding case, so I vowed never to put her in a cage ever in our life. But the protest poos are annoying. I'm shutting her in our bedroom when I leave. You drive like an idiot. But do you have any ideas on how to change this behavior? I'm sick of picking up shit. Thanks, Mo. So this is a house, I'm assuming, because she said she does this in the basement. Yeah, in the basement. So I would assume you have some sort of yard. I would say while you're gone, 
You should like uh, work on gating up the backyard, maybe. Yep. Gating backyard, gate it up. If you're worried about like her being in the house, give her an area outside where she can be and do her doggo thing. That'd be the best idea here. Or even um. You're really into literal box training dogs, aren't you? It's a theory. Yeah, I don't know. Theoretically, it's possible. I've seen dogs trained to use toilets, so like, what's wrong with like trying to get to use litter box? Dogs but trained that, to use toilets. Yeah, dude, Google that shit. You look that shit up on YouTube if you ever get a chance. Everybody listening, look that shit up on YouTube. Phenomenal. Mm. But no, that's a, yeah, that's the thing. People have like trained dogs to use toilets and like even flush it and everything. Here's the thing with dog shit. Dog shit clogs toilets though, because depends on the diet. It depends on the diet. Yeah. The dog shit does flush down a toilet just like anybody else's shit. Because even if it does kind of clog up, it absorbs water and like softens up eventually, and it will break down eventually in sewer lines. And it's small enough to like go through something like Now, obviously, it's not talking like Great Dane size shits here because like those are bigger than my head, let alone a human size shit. Yeah, getting up the backyard would be a great idea, or even just getting a cable or a tether running from like your corner of the house over to a section of your backyard if you have the space, and put her on a leash from that so she has the way to like run up and down the length of the tether plus whatever length of leash you put the, on the tether. That being said, is your dog getting enough sunlight? Yeah, that too. Dogs yeah. do need vitamin D. Yeah. They need the time out in the sun. Are we out of time? Yeah, I guess that's about it. That's yeah, it for our questions here, if I skipped oh, yeah. anything. Once again, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Bruce Gardner Insurance, LLC, and, uh... LL what? LLC. D. Oh, Yep. And, uh, J.R. Satay. Satay. who just came out with a new song. And not, and not Satayma. And not Satayma, because that's One Punch Man. <laughs> and it's J.R. Satay. C-I-T-Y? Yeah, J.R. Satay. C-I-T-Y. J-A-Y-R. C-Y. C-Y-T-Y. C-I-T-Y. There we go. The second spelling, not that last one. Well, yeah, you just came with a new song. I guess you like, check it out. Totally check them out. We'll yeah. find them wherever you find music. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Get a quote from Bruce. Have him, save money, have him help you save money on insurance and shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Get yeah. you with that hookup. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And yeah. I guess, yeah, do we have some sort of outro that we should be playing or doing or saying? We do need to work on that. Yeah, we do need to Our work listeners on of so, this podcast, what is a... Any sort of ideas or suggestions for, well, any sort of, like, episodes or just questions, comments, or concerns, yeah, you can always send them to us. We will be more than willing to read them and view them. Yeah, you can contact us. We're always looking to get better. Yeah, we can con- you can contact us at T-O-W, dudes in a pint, you know, spelled out, you know. It's a T-W-O-D-U-D-E-S. At gmail.com. At gmail.com, yes. <laughs> at gmail.com. So it's the word to... Dudes in a pint at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or ideally, you can also hit us up by Instagram at the number two dudes in a pint at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. So hit us with, especially with their main thing here, hit us with what sort of like outro you want, or just even, not even the one you want, just dumb ideas and suggestions. Yes. Whatever one we like, we'll use or mm-hmm. draw inspiration from. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'll get that a shout out. Said- It'll be cool. Make up a goofy name and we'll say it on. Like, on the next episode. Oh, yeah. That being said, we're having an answer. Yeah, so I'm going to hum the hustle as he turns off the mic. 